Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB. Today's guest wants you to tell all your mates that he's going to be interviewed by yours truly. Please give it up for Sugar Ray Taylor. How you doing today, mate? You're good? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. How are you doing yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Can't complain. So, uh, not long back from my wedding. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Clint and Charlotte. Happily married this weekend. Uh, lovely wedding ceremony. And, uh, yeah, I got to catch up with some mates. So I'm happy. I'm happy, mate. But we're not here to talk about the wedding. We're here to talk oh. about yourself. <laughs> um, I just basically... Uh, yeah. I'll, give them, I'll give them congratulations as well. I appreciate All the best of luck to them. I, I think Clint is another listener of the, the podcast. Well, he's, he's always shared the podcast. So I'm more than happy to give him a quick shout out about his wedding. Because I know it was a big day for him. And he was a bit nervous, but it went well. So I'm happy for him. Minus one oh, awkward best man speech, but it was the worst forward slash best speech <laughs> I've ever heard. So if I can find it, get one of my sent to me, I will probably put that on social media and I'll take you in it as well, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, nah, that's cool, man. That's cool. So <laughs> we're here today to talk about your wrestling career. But in order to talk about your wrestling career, I'd like to first discover when is it that you discovered your love for pro wrestling? Um, I can pinpoint exactly when I first fell in love with pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was nine, 1990. My my older brother came in with a videotape. It was WrestleMania 6. Nice. Hogan and Warrior. And that was my introduction to wrestling. Don't get and me bigger than that, dear. The, it's the golden Ed era as well. Ed, Amazing. Yeah, everything just seemed larger than life. And after, immediately after watching the video, we had to reenact the match. <laughs> and to this day, I still have that footage of me and my brother wrestling. Oh man, in is that, our living room. Is that on your social media? I need to see this. I need to see this. I, I can get it for you. I can give you it. I think I think you're gonna have to, mate, because I think where I might put some footage over this. I think um that would be quite interesting for the listeners out there. Unfortunately, I never got any footage of me and my brother wrestling as kids. So for you to sort of capture that moment, yeah, and, you know, that's that's pretty cool, man. Who were some of your so yeah, you part of like the, the golden era at Hogan Warrior? Who were some of your favourites growing up? I mean, would I assume it'd be them two or would it be others like Mr. Perfect, Bret Hart? Well, when obviously the Hogan and Warrior really caught my attention, mm-hmm. but the, 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 the people who held my love for wrestling were Davey Boy Smith mm-hmm. and namely Bret Hart. Nice. Bret Hart to me is, you know, I, I don't want to go over the top, but to me, he's wrestling God. 
in my I, I, I don't opinion. disagree. I don't disagree. Um, the match will change my life. The Hogan and Warrior match was the match what really got my attention, but the, the, the match what said to me, this is what I want to do with my life, mm-hmm. was Brett in Austin at WrestleMania 13. I was watching that match live again with my brother and just the raw emotion in that match. That that was the match what really t- it, it, it lit a fire inside me and said, look, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm. And I've always been a fan of the technicians, Brett, Kurt Henning. Mm-hmm. My two all-time favourites are Brett and Terry Funk. And who, Terry Funk? Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I like Terry Funk, but I, I've only seen the stuff when he was a bit older. I haven't really... Other than maybe Ric Flair match, the I quit match, I haven't really... He's one of I've not really gone out of my way to go back and watch his like his older stuff and really appreciate it but there's a lot of fans yeah. that are like they will really really praise that man and I, I understand why like he's you know he's a legend but for me personally I, I feel quite ashamed now to not done, not done that <laughs> <laughs> oh we Brett for me I, I was also I'm also a big fan of Piper mm-hmm. just just anyone who See, for me, Brett was the perfect blend of not just technician, but he was unparalleled in psychology. Just the way he would captivate an audience and lay a match out. And at the beginning of the match, the audience, be somewhat subdued but by the end of the match he had the meat out the palm of his hand mm. and that, that that to me was a, is a ring general someone who can control the audience listen to the audience and ad lib and r- really pull the audience in and have them pull at their heartstrings Brett, Brett to me is just I, I can watch Brett Hart matches all day long. Mm. Yes, I have done that, you know. I feel like there's a new um, appreciation for Bret Hart with the way like CM Punk and like FTR have been sort of dedicating matches to him and you know talking about him in interviews and on social media. And the younger generation, they're going out of their way now to watch Bret Hart and they're realizing why people like you and I love Bret Hart. I grew up in Bret Hart, and you know f- to hear you sort of say why you like him sort of brings back memories for me. Like I dressed up in them as it was like book day, so everyone's going like I don't know, like Harry Potter and stuff like that. I dressed up Bret Hart. You know, and he's someone I absolutely adore. So and I've met him. Okay, wasn't a nice person. I don't care. That'd be yeah. best friend. But I've got his signature. I've got his photo. And it's one of those, those photos I can always look back and smile at. Yeah. Well, the thing with Brett is... Brett, I think, was a little too good for his time. Mm-hmm. And it took... It took a while for people to understand just how good he was. And like like you see, guys like FTR, CM Punk, all these guys now coming around saying, look, Brett was the guy who made 
happens, particularly for smaller guys, that they can make a career out of this. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's good to see all of the younger generation coming through and, and watching Brett, yeah. particularly with the advent of the network. I mean, good Lord. When I was a teenager, I mean, I we, I was into the tier trading scene heavily, you know, yeah. like, you know, sending a video over VHS. Just getting like random tapes of like ECW, like 95. Was it, was it kind of that sort of yeah. thing? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a big ECW fan, you know, there was, yeah. a, I don't know if you remember, remember a magazine called Power Slam. Yeah, WH Smith. I remember getting it from there. And then, the, yep. if you're lucky, you might be a news agent, but WH Smith all the time. Well, they had one of their writers, um, he had an advertisement in their, in their mm -hmm. back pages, and he would send out a catalogue of the W videos that he had, and he was the only source of them. A guy called Rob Butcher. And... That's where I got all my ECW footage from. I had a, so at the time I had a paper round and all my money went on ECW videos just because, see, Friday nights in my house, you had Nitro, yeah. then you had Raw, then you had Thunder. So, and this was at the height of the Monday Night, Monday night War. So to be a teenager at that time, I'm talking 1997. It was it was just a different time, and it's it's mm. it's harder to get the to get the atmosphere across. I mean, I'm sure you you lived it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think mean, I've got just to pause you there, but I think for the younger generation out there, obviously they they've got everything handed to them in a way, like the net, like the network, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. They really want to watch something. They just go take some a minute. That's it. Whereas your you yeah. saying about like having to paper out just to get the tapes sent to you, then you have to put it in yeah. VHS and then you know if you want to rewind it and oh man, just I think it's quite cool that you told me that. I really you know respect you for that as well. Well, I, I've, I've still got all my collections still. Me oh, and, really? me and, a, me and a, um, a friend of mine, another wrestler called Rory Coyle, mm -hmm. we we have somewhat of a, a competition going on so you can have the, the, the most VHS tapes. And... My wife's not too happy about it. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I've got a room full of them, and but, but they'll 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 go with me until the day yeah. I die because they were they were collected like yeah. I, I used to get, 
I used to get see the ECW um, TV tapings were mm-hmm. released every month by this guy, Rob Butcher. And I used to get one of those every month, and every now and then they they'd release a commercial tier, which was say for instance, you know, Born to Be Wired. Yeah, and every now and then I'd get one of those from him. So. You know, I, I've I pretty much got every ECW tape that was ever released. So, and it was, it was simply just because I, I, I just I, I couldn't get enough wrestling at the time. Mm. Even though there was so much, like I, I I was like a sponge at the time. I just wanted so much wrestling. Does that give um, us who has, even, has more tapes, by the way? Because I know you just said about the evening. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to upset him, but <laughs> I think I've got more than he has. Well, oh. you can you can get him on and he'll probably debate that. <laughs> I might have to do that, mate. I might have to do that. I'm sure he'll tell me something different. So I like to hear some fight words over tapes. I like it. I never thought I'd have that in the podcast, but I'll let you continue. Well, mate. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you, he's, um, he's, he's a good guy. Um, He's a good friend of mine. He's he's helped me in my you know my wrestling career a hell of a mm-hmm. lot, and he's he's recently had a match with uh, Liam Slater. Do you know Liam? Uh, I think I saw you. Um, have, well, not a match, but I saw him coming the, uh, the rumble with the cosplay guys, and he came in the match with you. Yeah, well, he had a, recently had a match with him, and they 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 built a feud over six years over the last six years yeah and they they had a big blow off in their feud recently and it was it, it, it I'm, I'm getting chills now just thinking about it if if you can i i implore you to watch that match um you, you can get it on their um north wrestling's patreon mm-hmm. and in terms of storytelling it's one of the best matches that you're ever going to see Yeah, you'll have to have a look out for that. But Rory could tell the story better than I could. I mean, Mm. you'll have to get him on one time because I know know he's going to be listening. So There's an invite for him. Boy, if you get in touch, we'll get in touch with you. We can uh, continue this and also debate about who has more tapes. Uh, There was one thing I was quite fascinated by I saw on your uh, Twitter and it relates to you. It's actually before he became a wrestler, but... It actually relates to you being a fan as well and your old man. Yeah. I saw in your old speech, yeah. and it's your dad. I think you know what I'm going to say, but the listeners will be interested. Uh, it's basically your dad uh, almost getting squashed in a Texas death match featuring James Storm and Chris Harris, TNA sacrifice in 2007. <laughs> I need to hear about the story. Uh, can I assume that you were there with him as well? I was there. Nice. Um, you see, wait... I- I'll start from the beginning of my wrestling career to tell this story. Yeah, yeah, go for it, mate. Go for it. I'm sure. I started out. There, there was no schools in the mm-hmm. northeast at the time in 2002. I'm going back. Um, there, there was no schools, but all of a sudden one cropped up, and. We we did a little bit of training. We did we didn't have a ring. We trained on 
there was blue judo mats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gave us enough training that we could matches together. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would have matches and, and eventually the company did get a ring and we started having matches in like local pretty halls and yeah gyms and one of the one of the guys who 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 part of the group you probably know him now was pack yeah he he was in our group oh nice yeah um, i forget he's a, i forget he's yeah from georgia yeah yeah well, we all we all pretty much started around the same time. Oh, and nice! He went off. He 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 went off to. That's when One PW started up. Yeah. He he went off with them, and at the time, I remember phoning in a, a talk show, and Re- William Regal was on TV, mm-hmm. um, the radio. Sorry. And he, I asked him for some advice, and his advice was: if you can't give wrestling a hundred percent, don't give it at all. See, yeah. I was in a bit of a dilemma, you know. I I was doing really well with my training, mm-hmm. and I was having some good matches at the gym shows, and I had the opportunity to train under the likes of Mark Sloan. With the FWA Academy, um, a few of his seminars, and I also had the opportunity to train with some seminars with Jerry Lynn. Yeah. So things were looking up, and but at the time, my father took ill, oh, so man. it was a choice. It was a it was a choice between. Because there was only really me to take care of him, yeah. And it was a it was a choice between just leave him be or go and do this wrestling thing. Yeah. I I made the decision to take care of my dad, and when he was well enough, I would get back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, which leads me to. Florida, <laughs> as a part of his rehabilitation, we went on holiday. We went on vacation to Florida. Yeah. Um, TNA sacrifice it was. And you can see clearly on the video, my dad was, you know, you know, they, they, they're brawling right in front of him. And you can see my dad, he's just watching on the big screen and <laughs> he can't he, they, they go for an Irish whip and he just can't get out of the way <laughs> he almost squashed him I thought oh good grief they're going to kill him off and, you, know, <laughs> you know they've got double juice and there's, there's blood everywhere and it's just, it's just become a triple threat now with your old man <laughs> exactly my old man really took my place I'm thinking to myself, I, I should be in there, not you. But you can actually see me 
up in the stands and I'm pretty much having the time of my life just yeah. laughing my head off because I can see that, that he's getting in the way. They actually it's happening all in front of you as well. That's, and it's on pay-per-view as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it was, that, that, that was a brilliant match, actually. Mm. Oh, mate, it's brilliant. Compared to, like, the ship storm they had the month before, the blindfold in a yeah. cage, and they just fucked up everything, and the oh, it's horrendous. Then they made up for it at Sacrifice, and then they just tore the house down. Yeah, that that, that was a brilliant match. Mm. Um, I, I remember a triple threat match between... Kurt Angle, Sting, and Christian Cage, where because they were still using the NWA belt at the time. Yes, the yes, before was, it became the TNA one within NWA separation. Yeah, yeah. So the finish, the finish was kind of um, one where they could hold the title up mm. and then create their new one. But yeah, my father every time it's brought up. He, he, he's still got the video. He always plays it. <laughs> plays it all he's made the but anyway, um, yeah, I, I got I got me dad to a point where he 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 made a good recovery, so I was able to get back into wrestling. So it was the mm. right decision. I was able to still look myself in the mirror. Yeah. You know, I've, I've I, I just felt it was the right like, decision. That's I, I respect you so much. I mean, for to hear that story, oh, the backstory to this, you know, the trip in you know, Orlando and the impact zone, and to hear that there is a happy ending to this and that you unselfishly made a decision to, okay, I'm going to put my wrestling career on pause, look after my old man, and then, you know, just see where it takes me. But then the fact that you made that and, you know, you can like you said just before, uh, you know, when, to say, like, respect you, that you can look yourself in the eye and say, okay, I made the right decision, resume my wrestling career, and my old man is okay and made a recovery. That's, I think, not just myself, I think listeners, I think that's kind of got, oof, you know. <laughs> but no, that's, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. I really, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, so, what I did, what, 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 once I got him well, mm -hmm. I needed to then look for a school, a new school. At this time, I was very fortunate. I was so fortunate that Rampage Brown had opened a school in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And him and Jamie Ahmed, Screwface Ahmed, they had a school in the northeast and they they took me back straight away because they knew I had a history. They knew I was not 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 to be not, not to sound conceited or anything, but they, they knew I had natural talent and ability and yeah experience from love the business that, you know you've got the experience already it might be yeah. just a bit easier for them to kind of you know yeah and drill it into you know i had a i, I i'd had quite a history with it anyway so hmm. they they brought me back in and retrained me got the rust from me and within 
within a few weeks, I was travelling with Rampy Edge, going to seminars with him down Manchester, Leeds. We were going all over the place together, really. Mm-hmm. And I was so fortunate to to, to have Rampy Edge Brown. And I know I sound like I'm a bit of a fanboy at the minute, but not only as someone who retrained me, but as a friend. Yeah. Um, he's just a great guy. and You don't hear anything bad about him in the business. I, I've had a few guests on here, yeah. and everyone just compliments the man, you know, as a person and as a wrestler as well. Yeah. He's... He, he he's the best in this country by far mm. and also marty jones has, has played a, a big role in my career i know marty can be quite controversial mm-hmm. um but marty has really helped me he's opened a lot of doors for me because you know i, I i've had to go way Due, due to circumstances up here for, you know, reasons I won't go into. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. Um, that's fine. The, 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 the school up here, at, like, closed the stores for a while. Mm-hmm. So I needed a new place to train. So I, I didn't mess around. I just went straight to Marty Jones. And Marty was more than happy to take me in. And... Now I'm wrestling in Finland in October. Nice, which... nice. Yeah, we're speaking about that privately. Um, I, I actually want to hear. Like, have you you've been? Have you been to Finland before? I've not been to Finland. No, I, I've met some of their guys mm-hmm. in England, but the guy who owned the company requested me specifically. That's cool. That's um, awesome. So it's like it's going to be held over two days at a a fitness expo. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have like two shows and I'll wrestle on those two shows. So um, I've got quite a bit coming up in September, October and November. Nice. There there is one thing I want to ask, just because... I know yeah. you're from Sunderland, and I, I like my football. Yeah. So, anytime I can talk a little bit about football, I'm not going to make it all about football. But if you, are you a Sunderland? Uh, for, sorry, let me try that again. Are you a Sunderland fan? Fan. Well, I am. I am indeed. Um, my 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 family all are. You I, must be a Newcastle fan, are you? No, 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 no. Arsenal, Arsenal. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I don't. There's no issues with me with um, Newcastle or Sunderland. It's just because yeah. I not long ago watched Sunderland till I die. And I thought, just as a, as a general football fan and outsider in a way, I thought it was brilliant. Um, you yeah. know, one of the highlights for me is Chris Coleman after you got relegated. Uh, yeah, some yeah. fan calls him a prick, and he's like, "I'm a married man with six kids. Like, how can I be a prick?" <laughs> and it just, yeah, I just want to hear from a Sunderland fan. What was your yeah. overall reaction to that TV show, that series? I thought. <sighs> Some of it was quite embarrassing, but I thought yeah. overall it was a good reflection of the way people take football here. Mm-hmm. That's how seriously they take it. Yeah. 
for, for some people, it's all they've got, you know. Um, Matt, he talked about my dad. My dad was a semi-professional player. My brother was a professional player. He played for Gateshead. Um, my brother, he, he, my brother, even to this day, he holds a record for. He played in the FA Cup, and he holds a record for most goals scored in a single game for the FA Cup. Really? It was the third in the third round. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, like, what's, his after... what's his name? I want to Google this, man. No, no I'm not going to do it now. But Paul after, like... Taylor. <laughs> That's cool, yeah, man. It's called Paul Taylor, and he was playing for Gateshead at the time. So he, he was some kind of record for goal scored during the yeah, game. That's sweet, man. I love little, little tidbits like that. That's that's cool, man. Yeah, he's he's a brilliant player, you know. Mm. Did you uh, play it when you were growing up, or do you even play it like maybe <laughs> five a side or Sunday league or anything like that? Well, I, I had a little kick about, but for me, it was, I always wanted to wrestle, but there, yeah. was, there was no option for wrestling. Yeah. But, so I had to get into boxing. So that's where the name Sugar Ray Taylor comes from. I was going to ask Sugar Ray Leonard, was that, I, I, I don't know why, I thought maybe a hint of uh, Big Boss Man's name as well, Ray, uh, Ray, oh no, his name was Ray Trailer, Ray Taylor, ignore yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, really. well, the name, it's its just, it's all one word. It's mm. Sugar Ray Taylor, you know. It's yeah, like Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson. No, um, no, no, I dig it, man. Yeah. I dig it. I just, I did want to assume straight away because I was going to ask about the name, but I don't know why. I also thought it might be tied with Big Boss Man. Then I was, I think his name was Ray Trailer, not Ray Taylor. Yeah. Ignore me. That's my wrestling knowledge being not 100%, so do forgive me for that one. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. I, I was... I, I was a big boss man fan and still mm. am. So, oh, uh, mate, he was underrated. Underrated. Oh, like, especially when he started losing the weight as well and he became so agile. Stuff he did. Yeah. Like, when he wrestled Kurt Hennig, like, Mr. Perfect, I'm always going to call him Mr. Perfect, but, but Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania, it's just like, this is so quick. Like, it's only like five, yeah. six minutes, but it's such a quick match. I loved it. Yeah. For such a big guy, he was he was, he was Agile, one of the best big men wrestling. Like, yeah. if there is any listeners out there who listen to this episode and they are just like big boss man question mark Google yeah. network do it now. Thank you. I'll leave yeah. it like that. But um, as we are wrapping up the interview, my man, uh, is there anything? I know you you just mentioned about uh, your upcoming Finland tour. You said you got a few shows coming up. But if the fans or the listeners want to stay up to date with you and what you're doing with your you know your wrestling career where can they find you on social media they can find me at sugary taylor mm-hmm. on instagram you can easily find me there and you can also find me on twitter um i will be posting more content yeah i've got a lot more footage to post um you, you'll be able to see me if you're in the northeast you'll be able to see me at maw in this free social club on the 30th of September. I'll also, if, if you're in the Leeds area, I'll be wrestling for Squared Circle, uh, the Belle Isle Social Club on the 17th of September. And October, I know if there's any of yours is in Finland, I'll be there in the 8th to the 9th. And in November, I'll be wrestling for UCW at my hometown arena in Point which is where I used I also worked the door there 
So I'm I'm very well known. You're gonna get you're gonna get like mad. No, no, no. I bet you love because I have seen you as a heel as well, but I also can imagine in your hometown. It's good and like you said, they know who you are as well. So hometown hero. Yeah, I mean (laughs) for for the last for the last event that I I wrestled at Mm. point, I sold like fifty tickets personally. That was just me personally selling them. Yeah, so there had to be a couple of hundred people there yeah. just to see me alone, you know, just family and friends. So I was very proud of that one. Mm. That that was where I wrestled uh, DCT from ICW. Once I get the professional footage, mm-hmm. I've already sent you some clips of the handheld yeah. stuff. Once I get the professional footage, I'll send it over to you. Yeah, and you can you can have a look and see what you think. I honestly just keep, I, I do want to be able to keep in touch and you know keep up to date with your career as well. And I'm going to put some of your footage over this uh, interview as well, just because you know I think it'll be good for to tie in with what we've been talking about as well and yeah, something different. Well, good. like I say, I've got I've got more I've got a lot more of my story to tell. So anytime mm-hmm. you want me back on, just just let me know and I'll come on. And if you want to make it a regular thing, that'll be great. Yeah. Mate, honestly, I've really enjoyed it. The fact that you've opened up as well. And I thought we've had a good laugh as well. Tate trading, Sunderland until I die. Um, slam anniversary. Uh, your dad becoming more famous than you. <laughs> um, but no, it's been a good laugh. Thank you for coming on, mate. For everyone that has listened to this episode, there's going to be more episodes of What You Call It Podcast coming out this weekend, actually, because I'm having a quiet week and work's not that busy. So I might as well squeeze in what I can. Um, but for everyone, if you can like, subscribe, share, please do. Be much appreciated. But for now, everyone, take care. Just smack my. Can I get this? Can I get this slogan in? Yep, go for it. Tell all your mates. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> Hello there, I've got a special announcement for my next guest. This is Philadelphia's finest, the gifted man with the gifted hands, Isaiah Fraser. And I will be on What Do You Call It Podcast. Yeah, I heard. <laughs>